FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Welcome. You are listening to and perhaps even watching the Financial Survival Network. And I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 8-15-20. Well, last week, uh, President Trump did the unmentionable, the unfathomable. He personally signed four executive orders, and this was done after the Democrats refused to negotiate, as he claims, in good faith in extending the unemployment benefit uh, for those who were unemployed as a result of COVID-19, proclaiming a social security tax holiday. Not sure if that applies just to employees or to employers as well. And a couple of other things. Well, with us is David Sussman. David uh, is here to talk about it and welcome you. First, any questions, comments? We'd like to know your feelings about what Trump did. Do you think it was justified? And do you think it was constitutional? Why don't you uh, send us an email to kl at kerrylutz.com. Well, David, it's great to have you on the show. And you are founder and CEO of Valcor Worldwide, nationally recognized small business advocate and consultant. And welcome to the show. So one thing I'm not clear about is, Will there still be $1,200 sent out by the Treasury in the form of another stimulus check? Well, if Congress can uh, get back from vacation and figure it all out, maybe we'll have that answer. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I greatly appreciate it. But uh, yeah, you're you're looking at a whole bunch of unknowns right now. And Trump, I think, made those executive orders. He took executive decisions because Congress isn't doing their jobs and unemployment insurance is ending for a lot of people that were needing it. Uh, but he was lowering the amount that people were going to be getting from 600 down to 400 or 300. Uh, and the purpose of that is to try to wean people off the uh, uh, the government machine uh, to give them an income. Uh, this is this is sociologically speaking, a disaster for this country and any country that decides that the government should be paying people to sit at home, especially when it's more than they were earning working for a living. So uh, the there are several different uh, executive orders that he put forward. And uh, I don't see it from the standpoint of uh, constitution issue. Um, I think he was basically just trying to keep the the, the ball afloat uh, while Congress was dithering. And uh, hopefully that was uh, something that Congress would take notice of and get back to work and try and figure out how to uh, help those that need it. And he's really put Pelosi and Schumer up against the wall, hasn't he? Because when you look at it, what are they to do? If they go to court and sue, And I think personally, they're probably correct. I don't think the president has a right to just uh, give away money without the uh, without the somehow imprimatur or agreement of Congress and all all expenditure bills under the Constitution have to uh, start in the House and then go to the Senate and finally to the president. So he's probably out of bounds there. But uh, these are the people who are for the little guy. They're the ones who are watching out for you. How do they go to court to go stop it? And then they succeed. 
Well, they fail by succeeding, right? Yeah. Uh, listen, it's we're in unprecedented times right now, and I, I don't want to minimize what you're talking about regarding the constitutionality of it and, and how government is, in essence, creating more problems uh, to try and solve a solution. They're, they're, they're making things worse. But um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, Carrie, we are looking at something which, and I've been saying it on, on, on other interviews that I've had over the past week, and that is that there's a tidal wave that is on the horizon and it is barreling towards the shore and we're standing around counting shells. This tidal wave, once it hits, is going to be devastating. As soon as the stimulus package kind of is, is, is weaned off and nobody is getting any kind of CARES Act or PPP money or whatever it is. I know business owners right now that are only surviving because of the money they got from the CARES package. Once that is done, they're closing their doors. And the Independent Restaurant Association, here's an example for you. The Independent Restaurant Association of America has just suggested that they've done an analysis and 80% of independent restaurants, not franchises, but independent restaurants are going to be closing their doors if they haven't already done so because of COVID. We're looking at a a, a mass exodus of businesses and it's only going to domino from there. The impact it's going to have on commercial real estate, the impact that it's going to have on employees and take home money, the impact that all of that's going to have on other businesses. And so I, you know, the government is is arguing with each other over political reasons right now, but we are in a world of hurt. And whoever wins the election in November is going to be facing their first year to two years of a devastation unlike anybody's ever seen. This is no V-shaped recovery. I couldn't agree with you more. And especially because you can't get these states to reopen, these governors uh, are drunk, power drunk. They're on a power trip. And they don't care how many businesses they destroy in the process. It just doesn't matter. And the courts have been woefully inadequate. They've not been the friend of the people. They've not ordered reopenings with a couple of minor exceptions. They've gone along with the powers that are clearly uh, were never, never anticipated to be used for this extent of time for this questionable an event. Uh, I read somewhere that 83% of the restaurants in New York City are behind on their rent Mm -hmm. and that uh, landlords don't want to renegotiate. So we're going to have 80% of the restaurants in New York actually close. Well, maybe a portion of them are bluffing and just trying to get their leases cut back. So maybe it'll only be half, but that is an unmitigated disaster. And like you said, commercial real estate, all of these things, 183 million missed monthly payments. And what about uh, for people are behind on their mortgages? We've got uh, millions and millions of people there. So what's the solution here, David? FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Today's show is brought to you by GR Silver Mining. Ticker symbol TSX, GRSL, OTC, GRSLF, and their website at grsilvermining.com. The company is extremely well capitalized, currently has a resource of 40 million ounces of silver, and is looking to triple that number in just the next year alone. Its management team is first rate, headed up by Marcio Fonseca, a geologist with vast experience in mining operations and the financial sector as well. With all this going forward, 
for it. And with silver trading over $25 the ounce, there's no telling how high GR Silver Mining will go. So go to grsilvermining.com to stay up to date on the latest developments and get on their notification list today. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. The solution is easy. It's not easy, but it's easy. There's only one solution. Open everything back up. This is it. This is the only, you're not going to continue picking winners and losers. The government is, is failing at that. They never were good at that to begin with. So what is an essential business compared to what is non-essential business? We're seeing the hypocrisy right now that people are being picked, uh, winners and losers based upon, you know, the politics of it all at the same time. You can't open a church, but you can go to a funeral for a politician that dies. All of these different things we're seeing, people are just exasperated at this. But we, we have, in a sense, closed down the American economy, the economic engine of the world for a virus and I'm not suggesting the virus isn't dangerous, but 99.86% of the people that actually get this thing, they, they either have the sniffles and a headache or they don't even know they have it. Now, if you're between 78 and 80, which is the average age of people that dying, don't go out, wear your mask, do what you need to do to protect yourself. And if you've got people in your family that are sick, obviously individually, people have to take care of themselves. But the fact that you're closing down dry cleaners and schools and boutiques and everything else is, 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 is a cancer that is metastasizing so quickly right now. We're going to see an Armageddon unlike we've ever seen before when it comes to the American economy. It, we, and, and we, we, everybody talks about Sweden. Okay, Carrie, you know, Sweden, they didn't lock down the market. They didn't lock down the economy. Their death rate has gone down. They've had a little bit of spike of cases, but most of those people don't get sick to begin with. And their economy is relatively stable compared to the rest of Europe. What are we doing here? We need to open up stat. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it was a scamdemic. There was never a justification for closing down the economy. I said this from the get-go, and I encouraged every business owner out there to reopen. Don't listen to them, just reopen. But the problem here, David, is the media has people so paranoid that even businesses that are open, where I am here in South Florida, the mall's empty because the people are petrified that they're going to get COVID-19. Now, look, I'll be quite frank with you. I started taking hydroxychloroquine a couple of weeks ago and I read all the literature, talked to the why, doctor. Why did, are you sick or? No, not sick. Taking it as a uh, preventative measure because two thirds of uh, healthcare workers exposed to COVID who in numerous uh, countries took hydroxychloroquine had no, uh, didn't get the uh, virus. It's lower than than the people who didn't take it. And my feeling is, hey, I'm 63, got high blood pressure, got multiple exposures to people who actually had it. So why not take it and knock gotcha. on wood? So far, so good. Certainly no side effects like they've claimed, no heart issues, nothing. And taking it with zinc. So look, uh, in the countries where they've given out hydroxychloroquine as a prophylaxis, they've had a much lower fatality rate per 100,000 people than in the countries where they haven't done it, i.e. the United States. So let's stop with this nonsense, make it available on a mass scale, 51 studies as of last week, and there's been half a dozen that have come down since, have said it has a beneficial uh, 
outcome. 16, which were controversial and many of them debunked, said no. So I like the odds. I like the fact that uh, there's the frontline emergency room doctors, critical care doctors, frontline doctors are have used it with success. So maybe I'm a little out there as far as uh, the rest of the population goes and taking it as a preventative measure, but so far so good. Well, let's hopefully uh, you don't see any of those side effects. And, uh, you know, we know the president has been speaking about it and that particular drug has definitely been politicized. But people like yourself, they want to be proactive. They want to feel as if they have some level of control and business owners don't have any control right now. They are at the whim of their local mayors and their state governors. And uh, this is one of the biggest frustrations that people are feeling right now, that they are no longer in control of their own destiny that it is the decisions have been taken away from them. They can't operate their business. And one of the biggest problems that we're seeing right now is as you correctly stated, Carrie, economically speaking, there's no demand. There's people are not shopping. They're not going to the malls. Everybody's using Amazon and uh, DoorDash or whatever it is to get deliveries. But, but if you are retail brick and mortar right now, you're dead man walking. And I don't see that turning around anytime soon. People said to me, do you want to go to the football game when the NFL starts opening up? Would you want to go to a baseball game? Do you want to go to a hockey game? And at, at the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I do want to go there. But eesh, if I've got somebody in my family that has pre-existing conditions. I'm not worried about me getting sick. Do I want to pass something on? And I'm somebody that's very skeptical about everything to begin with. So, you know, you, you multiply that times, uh, well, 7 billion people across the globe, but especially 325 million people in the United States, that has to impact the economy for months and years going out. Oh, for sure. And look, uh, it's a simple matter to get people flying again. Just give COVID tests. They got a 15 minute COVID test. 15 minutes, you know, if you have it or not, the airlines could be giving it. We need some out of the box thinking here. They have that at the White House. Why can't we duplicate that test uh, nationwide? The schools should have it, right? Yeah, everyone. Why not? I mean, personally, I think the number of cases is a big red herring. It's meaningless. The only numbers that matter is who's dying from it and who's hospitalized from it. And what we have, the numbers are COVID-related deaths, COVID-involved deaths, not necessarily COVID-caused deaths. So the data we're getting is, is really awful. It's not useful. And really, the fear factor, that's what the media has single-handedly done. And it's costing the media billions of dollars, too, because... All of their customers are advertisers and these advertisers have shut down and that leaves the media with greatly diminished income streams. They're losing a fortune. CNN might have twice the number of viewers they had, but their advertising revenue is way, way down. And I wish them a speedy demise. Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting to see, but we're, um, listen, I think we're at the Rubicon now. And again, I think at this stage right now that Trump is, is has a much better chance than people give him credit for, especially in the media. Uh, but I, I truly believe that uh, whether it's Trump or Biden, they are going to have a massive, massive uh, problem when it comes to the economy, because you can't keep providing these stimulus packages. You just can't keep printing the money. There is a reason gold has hit a record all-time high, okay? 
that yes. you can't continue digging this hole like this. You'll never come out of it. Eventually, China and Russia and other countries are no longer going to be buying America's debt. What happens then? Well, we're already at an impasse possibly with China now to begin with. You know, they could drop the whole thing and you're done. What happens? People in, in you know, we're... We have a lot of comparisons right now to World War II and World War One, especially World War One because of the pandemic. And the fact is, is that most people, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of the world and especially compared to history, most people are relatively comfortable. If you've got a roof over your head, you've got Netflix on your TV, you're still eating food, you're not going to be let to starve. Um, and so, you know, compared to what people have gone through in past generations and pandemics and wars and things like this, people don't know discomfort. People don't know what it is to, to suffer. And if you have a massive economic breakdown where people simply cannot earn a living, I mean, we saw a civil unrest, obviously, for uh, what took place in Minneapolis, George Floyd. Uh, but, but could you imagine not being able to put food on your, uh, in, in your children's mouths? What takes place upon, across a mass scale if the economy craters? And there is a very, very thin safety net that is built upon a literally a, a facade right now of us printing money that is keeping this thing going. How much longer can that go? That's my biggest concern, Kerry. Uh, it's probably uh, we're getting closer to the end. You don't know when the loss of faith event will occur, if it will occur when you're dealing with the U.S. dollar. But all fiat currencies rely on one thing and one thing only, and that's confidence. The root of confidence is con and can only con the people for so long till they wake up and realize that these digital dollars aren't even worth yeah. the, the value of the paper they're not printed on. Well, David, uh, hey, website, where do people find you? Where do they read your work? So uh, we have a company called Valcor. You can find us at valcorworldwide.com. We help small businesses out that are in trouble. We've been doing it for almost 30 years, since 1994. And our goal is to work with those small businesses to save them. They turn around, work out their debt solutions, bring in capital for them. And uh, if anybody has a small business or anybody wants to help small businesses, we also train licensees around the country to help local businesses as well. You can find me at ValcorWorldwide.com. That's V as in victory, A-L-C-O-R, Worldwide.com. All right. Hey, David, really appreciate it. Anybody out there, send us an email. What do you think? Is the time to open now or can we afford to wait? Let us know, kl at kerrylutz.com. Check out our website, financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Sign up for a free newsletter. David, thanks so much for coming by. Cheers. Thanks. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next.